This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. In recent years, awareness of gluten sensitivity has increased. In response to this, craft brewers are introducing gluten-free beers to the market. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name is Aaron, and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer, and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself to be an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. In this episode, I've traveled to Portland, Oregon. On the east side of the Willamette River is a gluten-free oasis. Groundbreaker Brewing started its operations in the fall of 2011, focusing on making a wide variety of gluten-free beers. So your name is? James Neumeister. And what is it you do here? Um, the uh, owner, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long has uh, Groundbreaker been in existence? We started up officially in April 2011. And you guys are unique in that you do gluten-free beers. How can you do a gluten-free beer? Um, well, we start with entirely gluten-free ingredients. Only gluten-free ingredients are allowed in our facility, in fact. We find other ingredients that we can use in place of barley, wheat, and rye and oats to brew our beers. And why was that decision made? To make them entirely Mm gluten-free. The entirely gluten-free facility and brewery and everything, you know, we wanted to make gluten-free craft beer, and that means creating a variety of styles that, that can appeal to, you know, different people, not just saying like, Here's a here's a blonde ale. Live with it. This is the last beer you know you get. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make a lot of different beers, and you know to do that we need to be entirely focused on that and just you know make that all that we do. It also helps that we don't have to worry about any contamination. It's a lot easier to be focused on making great beer and creating new creative things when you don't have to worry about cross contamination all the time. And was uh, this kind of like a, a personal choice for you to make gluten free beers, or what, what was the spark and the inspiration to? just do that i was brewing beer home brewing you know like most portlanders a friend of ours was diagnosed with this mysterious celiac disease thing and started bringing over the uh current offerings at the time that was 2008 maybe 2009 you know i tried them and i was like you know they're all loggers and like no 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 we'll make you something that's good instead you know you don't have to buy this beer and bring it over to my house and drink it and they weren't enjoying it and they were missing out on whatever you know everyone else in portland was having a really good time with craft beer so i started trying to make good gluten-free ales and it turned out to be an incredibly difficult thing to do 
but you know, very large companies were doing it. And so I thought, you know, maybe there's something to this. So I, I started doing some research and I started learning everything I could about celiac disease. At the, the time that our friend was diagnosed with it, I'd never heard of it before in my whole life. Nobody in our circle of friends had ever heard of it. She was in and out of the hospital repeatedly trying to figure out what was wrong with her before the doctors figured out what was wrong, you know, what it was. So started doing, you know, research into that and learning about it. Started looking at my wife's own medical issues and her family's. Her father had MS and he passed away from colon cancer. My wife had asthma, agoraphobia. Um, we've been trying to have children for five years unsuccessfully. She had had a rash for about 30 years that the doctors couldn't figure it out, but they said it probably has something to do with what she's eating. She decided to go on a gluten-free diet and she was pregnant immediately. And she stopped using an inhaler three or four times a week and her rash went away pretty quickly within weeks. So. That was like kind of a big uh, moment for me to like think that this was something that was really important to do. And so you started down this path. How long did that take from getting those successful recipes in your home brews to going, you know what, I can actually make a business out of this? It probably took me a year to come up with enough beer to start being able to go out and ask people to invest in this brewery. And then another year to be ready to start build out. It's about two years total. So how big is your brew house then? It's very tiny. It's a seven barrel brew house. We brew quite a bit for the space that we have. Uh, I think we're on track for 1,800 barrels in 2016. And you guys have quite the reach too, because I actually see your beers up in Canada, like throughout Washington State as well. How much of it um, is sold on premise here? And then what's what's your actual reach with with the beer in in the pacific northwest we are spread out pretty far for this for a seven barrel brewery we can't we can't really follow the neighborhood brewery model that you know pretty awesome for most breweries when you're talking about serving you know maybe depending on the demographics of an area you maybe are serving 10 out of 100 people but so out of that 100 how many actually want a craft beer so you're maybe looking at one out of 100 people we can't really like you know, saturate an area for sales, like just really focus on one area. We have to kind of be spread out to do what a brewery near here can maybe do in a few square miles. But we're, so we're all over the Northwest, all over New England and in uh, two Canadian provinces. When you opened here, uh, what was the community's reaction? Because it's quite a unique concept of gluten-free beer. Yeah, there was a lot of anticipation leading up to us opening. You know, people had been looking for somebody like us to come along and do what we're doing. We were the first in the country to open an entirely gluten-free brewery. And so I think that was pretty exciting, you know, that, that we're looking at every step in the process and making sure that we're safe all the way through and that we're, you know, doing bold flavors. And, you know, it's the, it's the kind of the beauty of craft beers. Like I made six different beers because maybe you only like one of them. If, you know, if you only offer one, it's like making beer by committee, kind of end up with something bland. And I think people were looking for that kind of exciting, you know, more in line with what you would expect if you went into any uh, small craft brewery in Portland. So being completely gluten-free, obviously you have kind of the following of kind of health conscious people with whatever thing gluten might do. Um, is that kind of your general clientele or is it just a good mix of everybody? It's a good mix of everybody. We don't question why anybody makes their dietary choices if, you know, if somebody comes in here to like a restaurant and they say, I can't have onions at all. We say, OK, well, we're going to make you something delicious to eat without onions. Mm -hmm. You know, their motivation really doesn't isn't um, anything we question. We don't you know, I, that's kind of a dangerous thing we see 
I guess this kind of ties back into why people really appreciate coming here is sometimes, you know, you read about these, these chefs or that are like, well, I don't think this person really has this. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to like be strict about it. We offer a place where that's never comes into question. I think that's one thing people really like about coming here is, is we take that kind of angle too. We don't mess around with people's health. We just make them, you know, what they ask for as safe as possible. And you've had some recognition too, from the beer community with a number of awards. Was that kind of a right away thing or did it take a few years for the, the beer no, awards to kind of recognize that? We won our first GABF medal within months of opening. We've won a GABF medal every year. We've been open three golds now. So we, jumped into that pretty quickly which is great because i mean our goal was to do this and be the very best at it i mean otherwise i don't i don't know why <laughs> we would have worked as hard as we have if we weren't going to be the best at it so it's it's been great to be recognized that way and was uh, the gluten-free category something new that's come in since you've opened as well no it's been around i think like 15 years i looked it up a while back it's it's been quite a while for years it was won by breweries that maybe just had one offering um, I know Deschutes has won many years. They've gotten a lot of gluten-free beer medals. But yeah, it's been around for a bit before us. And it's it's definitely a growing category. Who in the uh, local community is inspiring you with uh, their beer that you may want to try and make your own style for? I imitate everybody as much as I can. You know, recently made a, a beer um, based on a trip to Breakside where they had this apple beer, like spiced apple beer. Came back and tried my best to imitate it within days. So yeah, the way we hop beers is definitely influenced by the guys like Breakside and Barley Browns. Some of the crazy, funny things we do here. Uh, Wild Ingredients is inspired by Bar- Breakside quite a bit. Um, but also, you know, big fans of like Gigantic, Burnside, Culmination, Barelick. We have a really great, like just community like surrounding of, of breweries that are doing awesome, awesome things. Commons is another one. We can roll around, you know, in the afternoon and try a couple things here and there and get some really great inspiration. And with uh, your kitchen here, what's what's your favorite thing on the menu to pair with the favorite beer you make here? Oh, is there anything on the menu here? Hamburger. <laughs> what, what beer to go with that? Um, IPA. Just our regular year-round IPA is pretty awesome. And uh, our grass-fed beef burgers are awesome. They They've, they're so loaded with omega-3s, they smell like salmon when they're cooking. Awesome. And if anybody was wanting to go down this path, I mean, not necessarily to do the same kind of style of beers that you want, but the same kind of brewery of your size, what advice would you give them? Build a bigger brewery right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you have plans then to expand out of this location? And Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a tough go when you're a seven-barrel brewery. Definitely want to start out as big as possible. A t- even a ten would have been a massive, you know, made it would have made my, like so much easier. Is that kind of an active uh, plan now? Like, are, are you? Is this like in the next few months you're going to expand, or is this kind of um, maybe say, a couple of years? I really hope uh, twelve months is what we're looking at. Needs to be a kind of a bigger jump, so it's going to take a bit of time to put together. Would you still keep this location, or just up sticks and move completely? I think we would. We really like the neighborhood. This whole neighborhood smells like hops and coffee and everything every day. It's it's kind of a great place to work. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much to James for his time on his very busy brew day for uh, taking some time out and uh, chatting with me. Really appreciate it, James. You got to go visit their gastro pub, but it's a great environment and there's excellent beers on tap and a really good food menu as well. Thanks for listening to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. 
If you would like to support this independently produced podcast series, you can do so on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian beer. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian beer at Twitter. We're at Cascadian beer. And of course, there's always the website cascadian.beer. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please share it uh, with your friends. Let them know about the gluten-free beers. Maybe they had no idea they existed. Also, you can leave us a review on iTunes. really helps us get this episode and this podcast series into as many ears as possible. Thanks so much again for listening. Until next time, remember, support your local.